back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex, the first Eats Beat podcast of 2014. Rick, it's been so long. It does seem like it's been ages. <laughs> I'm really, I'm ready to get back to talking about food. Well, that and was Rick Press opening with, I'm Bud Kennedy. And, and I'm Nick Dean. That's right. We can't even remember to introduce ourselves <laughs> because we have so much to talk about. There has been a, a not just a, are we in a new year, but there's a flurry of new restaurants to talk about. Well, and there may have been another one. We've been going now 10 seconds. There may be another opening in the time. Another opening, maybe a closing <laughs> or two. That's right. And I've got to get out of here. I think we've got an opening and I think there'll be another one within another 15 minutes. Well... Let's start. I got Bird downtown opened up, and I, oh, that was so 2013. I know it was so 2013, <laughs> but I've been a couple times actually, and I, I think it's off to a good start. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about it. A lot of new restaurants open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Clay Pigeon, Bird, A F and B. You know, and another Any day five now. or six more. Yeah. So the, uh, but uh, but uh, Bird Cafe is the same menu as Meddlesome Moth in Dallas. Same mm-hmm. chef David McMillan. Uh, they come with this reputation as a great beer bar with you know above average gastropub food i went with a large group early on i had a burger everybody loved it everybody said they'd be back and loved all loved all the little dishes so yeah a lot of uh in the evening shared plates is kind of the way they go right yeah and then we went for lunch recently and they have a nice lunch menu it may be a little bit pricey for me for lunch but i enjoyed what i had yeah, we we ought to talk about what's new and then come back and start dumping on the prices of what all's new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't come without a price. Let's yeah. just say all these new restaurants don't come right. without a price. Well, and they also are all going. I liked this on online yesterday. The conversation about they're all going to nouns. We've got bird, spoon, pigeon. Like we're just gonna really go to the. <laughs> yeah. <it's> the new <laughs> spoon. John Tesar opened spoon and is opening knife in Dallas's right. steakhouse in Houston. This one one of their cool new restaurants is called Table. Ah. So I'm waiting. I, I'm leasing the former deluxe space in Montgomery Plaza. I'll be opening my new restaurant, Napkin, next week. <laughs> Not fork? No. Fork. Spork. Well, spork is what I everybody I think waters wants. counts as a noun. It's a, it's a plural noun, but it's a noun. So yeah. we definitely have our, our fair share. I guess and maybe I'm waiting the, for the restaurant. I actually, I just want to have a place that's just called Pie. Yeah. Uh, well, I think maybe the, the moral is, is don't give yourself a long name if you're going to be a, a new restaurant. Yeah. Be something short and snappy yeah, that yeah. people can can just remember. You something want to go that, eat. Something, <laughs> something that fits in a tweet. Do not name your restaurant uh, a, a pizza evina. Oh, no, that's another whole thing. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's that's really the place good pizza. pizza. That's the place in, that really, we reviewed this It's really this good week pizza. In, in we can't spell it. You know, the new place in South Lake. It's got good. It's got a, a, a uh, whole uh, you know oven that came all the way from Italy, like Conoroso. I mean, they're doing the whole... You know, real um, Neapolitan pizza thing, and I, it just falls into my category of don't name a restaurant something people can't spell. We'll say it. But just it's so worth yeah. finding. It's a a pizza, but it's really it starts with ape a p e i z z a a pizza evino right. in uh, South Lake. It's a Colorado bueno in, in what bueno bueno <laughs> in in, in uh, it, uh, I thought you said Plano. No, the, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it is a Colorado chain that's open in South Lake. Very above average, you know, really good, uh, a really good pizza, salads, a, a great great restaurant, and it's worth figuring out how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another there's another uh, pizza place coming to Magnolia in a little while too that I know Nick is pretty excited about. I'm thrilled and the opening is pro- possibly February 1st. Is that a hard opening or we don't? Uh, yeah. There's no such thing. The, the, hard the <laughs> definition, the promise by Jay Jerry was that that Conorosa would be open. He used the Fort Worth. Mm. He, he, he scheduled this on the Fort Worth calendar. He said, we'll be open by the rodeo. 
Ah. Well, he means by the end of the rodeo because the <laughs> rodeo will begin in the middle of January. But the rodeo extends through February 7th, and I think he's going to try to be open at least with pizzas and salads by about February 1st mm. at Conoroso. And Kona Grill also opens at the end of January. Well, and, and that is an important thing to remember. As much as we get excited about the openings of new restaurants, and you know, mm. oftentimes they run into delays. Right. And the king of the delays is... Uh, American F&B. Is, is <laughs> opening at 11 a.m. Friday Hopefully. after a two-year um, two build-up. I mean, they, they We've were. literally been hearing about this place. <laughs> this is from the owners of Fireside Pies nearby. Right. And uh, we've been hearing about this for about two years now. Um, um, there's perfectly good reasons why it's taken this long. Mm-hmm. but Well, it, it's changed names. The original name was American F&B, and now right. it's just AF&B. And it's changed official chefs three times, and there have been four other corporate chefs who had a, who oversaw it at one time or another of the project. So there's been a total of seven chefs. And Consilient, the company that owns it, they've also been opening other restaurants, the restaurant right. at the Jewel Hotel in and, Dallas. And it's kind of a good thing because had they opened it two years ago, it would have um, it would it would have maybe missed the the trend. I mean, two right. years ago, the focus was not on craft beers and on uh, and on gastropub mm-hmm. uh, you know casual grill dining the way it is now had they opened two years ago uh, they might have had boring beer and boring food and be gone by now but that's companies who run successful restaurants and they uh, they held off until they had a good formula and it's uh, going to be at the center of the west 7th district right right across from waters and adjacent to the movie tavern uh, yeah. movie tavern and where the old brownstone was or Whatever's happening there, right? Yeah. Speaking of places that have, have said <laughs> we've said farewell to, we right. said farewell to the to Brownstone. So, uh, I said farewell to Brownstone when we oh. said farewell to the chef. I said uh, yeah. when Casey Thompson was gone, it was time to say farewell to Brownstone. Another place has gone down in the uh, ill-fated spot. But uh, AF and B had a menu up, and then they took it down, so we're not really sure even what they're going to serve. Definitely, right? Right, so. and, and they've been very even. The menus that they've kind of they've teased us with photos, <laughs> but they have said uh, that we. <laughs> so hard to get they have said that we can't come like they've said we couldn't come and take any photos of the interior and they've said any photos of you have won't be good because we're changing chairs before we open friday morning and everything is i mean the oscars are not as you know, well kept <laughs> well, a secret. and you know i i think if if there's anything about uh, andrew martin did a, a profile of tristan simon who's who owns consilient and af and b and uh, part of that was his meticulousness and his attention to detail and, and the fact that he doesn't want to sort of put it out there if it isn't right. And uh, so you're seeing probably some of that with AF plus B, AF and B, however you want to call it. And uh, hopefully in the long run is that they open and that when they do open, people have the good experience that they should have when they go to a a nice restaurant and, and pay good money to eat there. And the, the only thing we should talk about is price because the lunches are, are 12 15 $17 and the dinners are 22 25 27 mm. I don't think people will complain, but in general, people are starting to complain a little bit about prices. Right. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit, about the pushback uh, from this new wave of sort of, uh, you know, I'm doing the air quotes now, casual restaurants that don't necessarily have casual prices. Right. Um, I, I understand it in one way that, especially in a town like uh, Fort Worth and Dallas, where people don't want to get dressed up, they don't necessarily feel like they have to have the fine dining experience. Yet, if you're going to 
position yourself as a casual restaurant, then you're probably going to get some eye raises when you have a $25 yeah. entree or a $35 entree on there, which some of these places do. Does that affect you, Nick? I mean, do you do you I, It affects at- me hearing $22, $25 for dinner. A lunch, yeah. maybe I would do. Um, but it would definitely not be a place that I would go to once a week, just yeah. as a as a younger twenty something. You know, there's you know there's like ten dollar burgers down the street and things. You know, there's just so I, I do. Th- <laughs> people complain about a ten dollar burger. People complain about a ten dollar burger. But if I'm gonna go to dinner, you know, I don't know. I just if I'm gonna be in that area, I think prices eventually. Once we start filling these places, it then becomes why should I go there? Is there a happy yeah. hour, which we've kind of talked about, and things right. like that. That could be attractive. Um, but if it just stayed at twenty two, twenty five dollars, it's probably going to be something more for I think an older crowd, which is fine, obviously. And the argument um, is quality. I mean, you know, if you go to right. Del Fresco's Grill, it's casual, but you're getting Del Fresco's quality. They say. Right? Yeah, and I, I felt like that was the case at Bird too, where uh, um, you know the prices were a little bit more than I would have liked them to be, but the quality was there. Mm. And so I think that's probably how you make up your mind the places that right. you do return to. Um, but even then, probably not as often as you might like to to come out. I mean, yeah. I, we've had, you know, these surveys where Dallas Fort Worth is, you know, people go out four nights a week or five nights a week to eat dinner here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of that had to do with price, that our prices at most restaurants here were a little bit below the national average. And I think probably restaurants got wind of that and said, yeah. there is some wiggle room for us to go up in price. Right. And of course, the new places that are coming and many of them are coming from different markets or from Dallas and saying in Fort Worth, well, we're going to charge more. We're going to, and we're going to see what we can get. Obviously they can always go back on price if they want to. Now, I think somebody that struck a good, uh, a good medium on this and I like, and I want to talk about it was Clay Pigeon. Clay Pigeon is mm-hmm. open on White Settlement Road. And, you know, I mean, uh, the uh, chef over there, Pasley, has, uh, has uh, the same kind of high-end ingredients. And, uh, you know, I mean, he cooked it at, at uh, Neighborhood Services, which is a, a competitor to conciliate. He cooked the same, you know, level and quality of restaurant. He has a high-level cooking. And, and uh, I mean, he's, his prices are, are in the, the same 20-ish price range, but you really feel like it's great. Plus, he has flatbreads for for the teens and and uh, and they're really nice flatbreads and soups and things like that i mean we went over there and had soup salad a flatbread and came out and it was 35 dollars and for the two of us and we felt like we had a really good dinner in a nice place and it was it was like he had the 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 20-ish dinners but also enough of combinations you could put together and not pay too much on the other hand i'm sorry i'm dominating but on the other hand the other day i went to lunch downtown at a so-called casual grill i had a hot dog chips and a dessert and it was 32 dollars. yeah well that's the thing too i i think almost at dinner you're you're almost prepared for yeah. a little bit higher prices but it, i think lunch has been the thing that i've been a little more taken aback by because i'm you know i i i use lunch as a chance to kind of go out and try new places more so than than dinner right. and uh yeah, I mean, it's not easy to get away with was, lunch for less than 20 bucks I was going to say anymore. that. If I, I know where, you know, dinner, you're a little bit more selective than you. I mean, for the first time, $22 for a dinner at AF&B, I would probably try once. And if I sure. liked it, I would definitely consider going back. Um, but like a $12, $15 lunch at AF&B, probably not. I just... Well, because once you have your, your drink and your tip, you're, right. you're in the $20 range. And, right, for lunch. You know, you just can't, if you're going to go out to lunch more than once or twice a week, that's that's right. really uh, too much. And so I, I I do agree with Bud that we may see some uh, pushback and maybe some, you know, people complaining. I mean, you know, even uh, Velvet Taco, mm-hmm. the, the very beloved um, Dallas taco yeah. joint, has 
just opened in the last couple of days. Which isn't really a talk of joy. It's really not, as they've explained. But a lot of excitement, so a lot of gourmet ingredients. But it's a taco spot. You know, you go up to the counter and order, and they, you know, you sit down. So it's not super fancy, but... You know, every taco there is between $4 and $7, just about. Right. And you said you had lunch at the one in Dallas, right, bud? Yeah, we had we had five tacos and corn, and, and it was $32. And that's, that's, right. So that's more than you usually expect to spend at a taco joint. And But I think they but, can do but that because their competitor. $4, $5 a piece is good. Their competitor in Fort Worth, at least that I can think of, is like Salsa Limon or Torchy's Tacos, and I don't think they're much different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, South Solomon is a little bit, I think, under both of them, but Torchy's is doing fantastic still to this day. There's long lines at lunch and dinner, right? And right. they're at four dollars, so I don't think they're going to price themselves. Yeah, down. I, th- I think Torchy's is the closest to, to Velvet Taco, except Torchy's has chips and queso and things like that. Right. But yeah, the lunch at Torchy's was twenty seven dollars the other day. So yeah, and, and I think that's fine. I mean, I, I've, yeah. everything I've heard that Velvet Taco Velvet Taco is terrific, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to trying it. And you know, maybe you just have. One taco. Right. These are substantial tacos with the sort of the ingredients that are in them. Right. And uh, I felt that at Torchy's as well, that mm-hmm. uh, I can usually have one or two tacos there and be totally satisfied as opposed to some other place that I might want to have three. You know? Right. I do think it'll be interesting to do a find and find out where are the cheap eats that are great, you know, because <laughs> we because these have been do- they have been dominating the headline, the food headlines, at least are these more expensive lunches and dinners. And it's like maybe the turn is going to be. Where are you going to spend, you know, your least amount of money for your big, your biggest bite, I guess. Yeah, I do think they're, they're testing the will <laughs> and and the, the wallets of, mm. of some of the people here, especially in Fort Worth where, you know, people appreciate kind of the, the more laid-back atmosphere but also the mm-hmm. laid-back prices. And, you know, right. there, there's places that uh, they expect to pay a lot of money and then other places I think they'll walk in and they'll be, whoa, wait a minute. And we've seen that between, you know, Really starting with Woodshed and, and mm. Max's Wine Dive and a lot of the places, Little Red Wasps, and places that have opened in the last six months or a year. And uh, uh, th- they've been pretty popular. So yeah, I think right. it's just going to be a case of survival of the fittest, which, right. is, which still, is the best one. People talk about you can go to Lonesome Dove. They have a stockyard special at lunch every day for $9. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are places that have a good value and, and a good debtor. And, you know, our friend Kenny Mills out at Chop House Steaks in Arlington mm-hmm. has dropped his prices at his steakhouse he's got some 12.95 yeah i mean i think that's smart i mean i I think you know they've got to be creative that way and say well you know if 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 i'm not seeing enough people here Mm -hmm. uh then i'm gonna have to be willing to be flexible on prices or or do specials or however it is i mean you know not everybody wants to go out and eat at happy hour yeah or or you know look for coupons on, on Groupon right. or Deal Savers. So, you know, you, you've got to have something on, on your menu that's affordable. I definitely think it'll be interesting to see halfway through and then at the end of 2014 what's still around. So. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely, uh, it feels like an exciting year in that there's going to be a lot of new places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the secret of Fort Worth dining is out for sure. People know that this is a hot market for, right. for dining here. And yeah. so we're going to see a lot of... Uh, sort of ambitious restaurants come in and, and try their hand. and well, I guess we better start digging in. Some are going to succeed, <laughs> some maybe not so much. And better you know, start saving up is what yeah, we Yeah, no joke. <laughs> and, and the old rule, you know, go at lunch, look at the menu at lunch, try things at lunch, go at brunch, you know, go, go, don't go plunge in at dinner. I mean, go sometimes the lunch or brunch extends until like 4 in the afternoon. Mm. You know, go, go in mid-afternoon and, and have your – 
and uh, you know dine off the less expensive menu. Just kind of you know, kind of watch your menus, and you can pick spots, follow specials, and you can get a good deal. That said, we are kind of excited about a lot of these places that are opening, and uh, we'll, we'll be trying them in the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, giving you what we think. Of course, we want to hear what you think as well. So uh, chime in on dfw.com on Facebook, and uh, email Bud. Definitely email Bud. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Nick. I'm Bud. I'm Rick.